Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Shalom Yudim, Shalom Le'Bnei Noach, Shalom Le'Goyim. It's the evening of the fourth day. Erev Kaf Hei B'Chodesh Teves, Parashas Ve'era, Tavshin Pei Gimel 5783, the evening of the third day, Tuesday, 17 January 2023. You're listening to Phantom Nation, first in a series of six podcasts webcasting on phantomnation.com, sponsored by Floridians for Israel Institute at gmail.com. On Israel News Talk Radio, coming to you from the occupied Jewish territories, occupied by Muslims pretending to be primeval Palestinians. Today, the news included the decision of a U.S. Senator, Jackie Rosen of Henderson, Nevada, who's leading a bipartisan delegation of senators to Israel, but will not meet here with Finance Minister Betsala Smotrich and National Security Minister Itamar Ben-Gavir. She told her Israeli liaison, her opposition, to meeting them. Of course, she's a Democrat. But contrary to her last name, you would be wrong to think she is a Jewess. True, she was the president of a reformed temple uh, in Henderson, but the reform don't mind a shiksa leading their group. Her husband is a Jew. But her mother was Irish, among the most anti-Jew peoples in Europe, and surely uh, never experienced the year-long, at least, uh, education of a true proselyte. She and her husband remind us that elsewhere in the U.S., in the government, there's Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State, married by a Catholic priest to a Catholic woman, uh, and attending also with someone calling himself or herself a Reform rabbi. Likewise, U.S. Ambassador to Israel, Tom Nides, likewise married to a Gentile. Uh, Stephen Flathow reported on an interview Nides gave to the Jewish weekly Hamodia recently, in which a journalist asked him to comment on a recent Arab poll showing 72% supporting the terror gangs. Nides said, I firmly believe, and you might disagree with me, but the vast, vast majority among the average Palestinians doesn't wake up in the morning wanting to kill someone who happens to be Jewish. They want to live just like you and I do, close quote. Sure, every once in a while I get the urge, and I'm sure Tom Nides does too, to uh, drive my car into a clutch of Muslims, uh, jump out with a knife to stab the survivors, shouting, Hashem is the greatest! Just kidding. This provincial hasn't got a clue just how different these Muslim barbarians are. And there's a link between this man's fractured Jewish identity and his idiotic perception of the conflict here, idiotic and virtually psychotic in uh, its denial, he hears of this latest poll done by a known Arab pollster that 72% of his so-called Palestinian brethren smile and applaud and uh, eat candies uh, when they hear of a Jew killing, and even yet uh, of another Shahid, a martyr, rocketing up to Muslim paradise where not only can he finally be allowed to drink alcohol, but can do so 24-7 for all eternity, while violently raping 72 versions for all eternity. For sure, this man, uh, he went to the University of Minnesota, surely a reputable institution, and he avers, contrary to that poll, that yes, a vast, vast majority of Palestinians don't want to kill someone just who happens to be Jewish. 
On what basis does this nincompoop come to this belief? Uh, on what basis does he base his claim that the average Palestinian does not want to murder Jews just because they are Jews? There's a truth here. The Muslims do want to murder, and not all Jews, only free Jews who live free of Muslim oppression and humiliation, indeed oppressing and humiliating them. The world is out of joint for Muslims in this relationship. In Turkey and Iran and Morocco, there are still pockets of Jewish communities who are not slaughtered by the Muslims, but they must keep their heads down and demonstrate patriotic loyalty to the Muslim t uh, government. They must submit uh, to uh, being in their oppressed and humiliated condition. I doubt Tom Nides ever read one book uh, on the life of Jews in Islam in his life. Pioneering European Ashkenazic secular Zionists as well knew little of Islam and consoled themselves with the belief that Islam has no deicide charge like Christianity and therefore no history of anti-Semitism. True, uh, Islam does not believe Jesus was Allah incarnate. He was, though, a prophet of the Jews, uh, and like other prophets of the Jews, he was murdered by the Jews. Tom Nides is like his boss, Antony Blinken both propagandists for the two-state solution, which I am sure neither consciously is aware is a recipe for the end of Israel, God forbid. Israel leaving the West Bank, turning it over to the Muslim Brotherhood, has happened in Gaza. Uh, this is behavior no sober human being in our position could ever agree to. The two-state solution is talk of the extermination of the Jewish state. Unfortunately, the uh, cancerous condition of American Jewry, in their vast numbers, is encouraged by supporters in Israel, like the demonstrators in Tel Aviv uh, last Monty Shabbos, Saturday evening. Uh, this uh, mob is now led, believe it or not, by four IDF chiefs of staff, all identified with the collectivists who dominated the country in its uh, first decades. Uh, today, the Labor Party occupies only four seats in the Knesset, in their heyday, 44 seats. They once, too, were Zionists. Labor today has morphed into a party of Jewish-Palestinian nationalists. Unfortunately, no less, Prime Minister Netanyahu said the other day he had some kind of favorable sentiment regarding the two-state solution, which he actually supported in 2009 at Bar-Lan University, and that is a major defect in his stewardship. In his favor, I see him fixated, and rightly so, on the menace of Iran that takes precedence over all other uh, desires, such as governing Judea and Samaria, such as fighting against the Muslims who have encroached on Area C financed by European Jew haters. Focused on Iran, he has no time for uh, building more Jewish communities in Judea and Samaria, uh, and because Bibi does not lead in the fight uh, for annexing Judea and Samaria, he is responsible to a serious degree for the malignancy of Jew hatred spreading on university campuses all over the West. Last Thursday, at the University of Michigan in Lansing, Vice President Kamala Harris came to visit and spin Joe Biden's climate nonsense, but she was met by a gang of anti-Jews calling themselves Students Allied for Freedom and Equality, SAFE, carrying PLO flags, praising homicidal attacks in Israel on defenseless, unsuspecting Jews to murder them, and, of course, to chant for Israel's destruction. And among their chants was, from the river to the sea. And one reason they can do that is that official Israel 
has never ever gone public in a PR blitz displaying the Palestine mandate map that shows Jewish rule slated for from the river to the sea, which idea was drafted with the intent of uh, 100% Muslim rule in eastern Palestine on the East Bank. Israel, proudly official Israel, has never proudly, shamelessly, courageously, guiltlessly insisted all the land from the river to the sea belongs to the Jewish people, who have the right to expel any non-Jew here, who objects to Jewish rule from the river to the sea. We're under no obligation to tolerate in our tiny uh, country these brutal, savage enemies whose religion fuels their homicidal urges. Now, what Israelis want is for the Goyim in Judea and Samaria to just quiet down, stop killing us, become friendly, participate in our economy, and enjoy a better standard of living and forget about their second-class status, which must be second-class. The state flies the flag of King David, the greatest poet in history, judging by the continuing reading of his psalms by Jews and Christians, who also happened to be King David was a courageous and clever killer of the enemies of Israel. It's Israel's reluctance to claim lawful ownership of all the land from the river to the sea that anti-Jews see as an unconscious display of Israel's recognition that the Palestinians have rights too, and that Israel oppresses and humiliates them. There's something spiritually pathological in Israel's silence in the face of the lies of world anti-Jewry, even submitting to them by agreeing that there is a Palestinian people victimized by Israeli independence, and they must be catered to.
was simply Tzvat. Yeah, the Israelis moan and groan over the hatred in the world against us, oblivious to their own responsibility for the hostility by going along as Bibi did at Bailan with the conventional wisdom on planet Earth in this generation that there's a Palestinian people with a right to a state in Palestine and that they don't have now and the Jews refuse to let them have because Israel claims uh, it has some security interests, uh, concerns that must be addressed along with the creation of a Palestinian state. Yeah, in a dispute between two men, one claiming he has some security concerns and the other claiming they're stealing our land. Who wins that argument? Bibi is a post-Jew, post the religious life of Jews over thousands of years, and as such, he would be most uncomfortable claiming Judea and Samaria for religious reasons. He appointed Amir Ohana to be Speaker of the Knesset, a shameless sodomite who calls another man his wife. Now, I think Ohana is a good man. He's a good Israeli. He's a former GSS operative. He's smart. He's a patriot. Still, it's not Jewish to elevate such a person to that position. But that's Bibi wanting to show the world how progressive Israelis can be, how un-Jewish Israelis can be. Speaking of which, I just saw how the newly installed governor of the Colorado a Jew, and a public sodomite too, who in his swearing-in ceremony swore on a Schattenstein Chumash, the five books, held by his quote-unquote husband, I had to read that three times to understand the sentence, by his husband, who looked to be the age of a grown son. The Torah used the term toeva to describe what sodomites do to one another. It's translated as abomination. Though in Hebrew, it's not so shocking, that word. Uh, some see in the word uh, two words joined together, to-e and va, or ba, which can mean to err, to make a mistake in this. Indeed, a man who deposits his seed, not into a female womb, but another man's lower intestine, to put it mildly, is making a mistake, an anatomical, unnatural mistake. The Holy One, blessed be he, created all mammals with a reproductive system in which the male produces seed and the female produces eggs, and the rest is history, the creation of the next generation, versus what began in 1969 when the sodomites, they have been around since the age of Abraham, you know, they burst out of a bar in New York's Greenwich Village and demanded to take their hidden behaviors into the public square. I think gay lib has been the most dishonestly discussed issue in the public square since that time, basing its claim on the right to love whomever you choose, 
when homosexual activity has absolutely nothing to do with love. As a New York City cab driver on the night shift in the 1970s, I was an outside observer to what was really going on. Perverse encounters between men who were total strangers to one another, who did not exchange names, handshakes, smiles. In the village, along the uh, Greenwich Village, the Hudson River, at night, empty semi-trailers parked for the night, filled up with hundreds of men in darkness, total darkness, doing what they do, which has nothing to do with procreation. Likewise, homosexual orgies spread from coast to coast in the 70s, spreading the AIDS epidemic. And you want to know where today's public madness called transgenderism began? It began there, with the collapse of Jewish morality on display in the Torah, in the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. The emergence of gay lib grew out of the collapse of sexual abstinence and the virtue and value of virginity before marriage, enabled by the invention of the pill that led to gay lib. And I believe the cap collapse about what is right and wrong in intimate behaviors has led to being wrong when it comes to other issues and matters. Uh, some people, for example, think it's an improvement to defund the police and to liberate violent criminals from jails and prisons. These people are insane. Homosexuality is the most dishonestly talked of social concern because it's never been talked about, because since 1969 there has never been, to my knowledge, in the MSM, the New York Times, uh, the, the National Public Radio, PBS on TV, nothing, no discussion of the psychopathology of homosexuality that drives men to this and other disgusting behaviors. Ones that I know about but have not the right or skill to describe to you without making you sick to your stomach. In 2015, the United States Supreme Court blessed same-sex marriage thanks to the presence of women on the court for whom I am confident have little knowledge of what the gays actually do to one another. Women like romance stories, and that is how I'm sure they judge the drive to bless same-sex marriage. Harry loves Gary, and Gary loves Harry, and who's to say no because uh, they want to become husband and wife? One doubts the court was ever apprised of the medical records of gays harmed by their own behaviors and unique to them. In 1972, the American Psychiatric Association deleted homosexuality from its list of mental disorders which in respect was arguably the greatest act of medical malpractice in history, for it led to it launched the tsunami of homosexual orgies and anonymous encounters. And today we have the quack psychiatry uh, of listing gender dysphoria uh, as the fancy schmancy name for transgender, when the very notion of gender is a mental disorder in itself because there's no such thing uh, as the disordered believe there is. It is normal for little boys and little girls to imagine what it would be like to be the opposite sex. What is abnormal is that a small percentage of them are captured by the fantasy. There is such a thing as childhood sexuality, the courageous Dr. Freud taught, and this small percentage can become addicted to the pleasure of the fantasy. It's a lie that there is somewhere in the human body, the human head, a thing called gender, 
which can be either masculine or feminine or a combination of both, that has nothing to do with a person's biological anatomical existence, his body, her body. And it is a thing called gender, they say, which is the true source of what is masculine and feminine. It is impossible for a boy to feel what it is like to be a girl and vice versa, because both do not have the other's body. I'm confident that a search of the clinical studies of so-called gender dysphoria would reveal not one case of a man walking into a psychiatrist's office and announcing he wants to be a woman in order to get pregnant and give birth to a baby, to hug and to kiss and to play with and to nurse, to feed, play with, bathe the baby. What the man really wants is to wear women's clothes all the time because it's an erotic experience. Hence the phenomenon of the drag queen, the melding, and the mixing, and the confusing of male and female. Transgender is a word like homophobia and Islamophobia, Orwellian camouflage. The transgender person is more accurately labeled, as in the past, a transvestite, wearing the clothes of the other. And after another musical interlude, we will take up what the Torah has to say about that.
from Mekazarov Yeshiva after the massacre there some years back. And you're listening to the program program on phantomnation.com. In Sefer Dvarim, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 22, verse 5, the Torah prohibits the wearing of the clothes of the opposite sex and uses the same word of criticism uh, used to label homosexuality, namely toeva, an abomination. Indeed, clothing is one of the first inventions in the life of man, right there in the Garden of Eden. And the purpose was not to protect us from the elements. In the Garden of Eden, the weather was perfect and heavenly and you didn't need clothing. It was invented in response to the first sin of eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which opened the eyes of Adam and Eve and discovered that they were naked and particularly in the region of the organs of reproduction. Clothes were invented to deal with the human psychology of nakedness, which means the exposure of these body parts. So the so-called transgender lie has replaced transvestite, which is a more accurate description of one wearing the clothes of the opposite sex, which has, since the beginning of the species, resulted in the titillating entertainment of seeing men in women's clothing. Homosexuality, no less, is about the mixing of the sexes in one person. Here is the new governor of Colorado, a man seeing himself as a wife, with his partner in fantasy life seeing him that way too. Likewise, all the behaviors indicated by the initials LGBTQ, whatever, that string of letters, this is more verbal camouflage. All these perversions display a confusion between male and female, and the anti-natural mixing of the sexes. And as such, when this behavior is not contained, but blankets the culture and the society, it results in the absence of reproduction, of sustaining the society by producing the next generation. It's what I had in mind earlier in in that video uh, that I saw of the new governor of Colorado taking the oath of office on a Jewish holy book, oblivious to the fact that in that volume, beneath his hand is a prohibition on his guiltless behavior. It is no coincidence that non-observant Jews in America have been swept up in the social pathology of the times, the last generation, swept up into the cesspool of sexual abandon. And it is no coincidence that this spread of anti-biblical morality, unknown in four centuries of life in America, has produced a wave of Jew hatred never known before. In the 1920s and 30s, there was, of course, anti-Semitism in America that restricted Jewish life, restricted opportunities for higher education. For example, in 1948, Brandeis University opened its doors, created because the Jews were barred 
from too many Ivy League schools. There were uh, restrictions on uh, businesses, uh, livelihoods. Jews in investment banking were allowed, but they were barred by social convention uh, from the commercial banking business. Uh, keeping Jews out of men's clubs, uh, where business deals are often launched. Uh, there, was res- there were restrictions on places of residence. Uh, as a boy, I lived in ne- next to such an area. But the current violence against Jews was never like this. Just the other day, a Jewish woman in, in Brooklyn, minding her own business out on the street, was slapped in the face by a total stranger passing by. And I see a connection between the collapse of biblical, that is, Jewish morality in the culture that has given rise to this generation's recrudescence of Jew hatred, but unknown in the past. So the Jews in this generation in the diaspora have to be aware of what they're doing to the Jewish people, and no less the Israelis who smile on the latest news that of the 77,000 new immigrants last year into Israel, nearly 60% were not Jews, thanks to the Hellenists in the Israeli bureaucracy who want to see Israel transformed into a multi-culti, non-denominational imitation of the Reformed temples in America. Let's 
בוא נעצור את מרוץ החיים רק לרגע ונביט מלמעלה, נראה מה קורה אז בוא נעצור את מרוץ החיים רק לרגע ונביט מלמעלה, נראה מה קורה Okay, this has been the first of six weekly podcasts of Phantom Dash Nation, the title as well of a book of the same name, sponsored by Floridians for Israel Institute at gmail.com. More than one reader has called it the best book ever on the war against Israel by Islam, currently camouflaged as the putatively primeval Palestinian people about whom there's nothing Palestinian. I'll be back next Wednesday, God willing, and when this series is over, the podcast will continue three times a week. On www.phantom-nation.com, I'm Shai Bentecoa. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. Just click the orange button at the top of the IsraelNewsTalkRadio.home page, log in as yourself or an anonymous guest, and join in on the fun. You'll meet other listeners from all over the world who listen to Israel News Talk Radio, and you can make new friends. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. It's the closest you can get to being in the studio with us. We love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Where can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips with scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candle lighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel. Plus, little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us.
by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.